to Home Addressed. We're here today with a very exciting episode. This is yes. our last episode. Of our eight-part series. Of the eight-part series. Thank if you've been... you so much. <laughs> yes, thank you. First of all, if you've been following since the beginning, since the first episode, we are just happy to have you here. We appreciate it, and we hope you've... I hope it's been fun. Yeah, I hope and it's been fun and informative. Yeah. I think that was our goal when we started like planning it and recording it was that we wanted it to be really fun and lighthearted but also we wanted you to feel like you were getting something out of it yes and not just like fluff yes and also I mean it, it's 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 resources and information that normally you have to pay for so truly um and I just think that more people need to know this information and I don't like being gatekeeping gatekeeping um, which is a big thing I feel like in the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. quote unquote like influencer community mm-hmm. or the content creation community kind of making it feel like there's these secrets that are so elusive and you could never recreate what some influencer is doing or could never recreate what some designer is doing and to some extent you know it, those people are way more practiced and have all these research resources but some of those you can have access to as well right because the truth is not every person is going to be able to afford an interior designer. Most right. people, like a huge amount of, you know, yeah, a very small percentage of people can afford it. Right. So it doesn't mean that you can't have a home that you love and that reflects you. Yeah. So, so we hope you've learned kind of how to create those spaces that you love and reflect you um, or just had like a little bit of help along the way mm-hmm. from listening to us. But kind of in the spirit of, connecting with you guys and maybe answering a few of those lingering questions. Today's episode is going to be a full Q&A from the beginning. We had talked about how we wanted our last episode to be a Q&A just because I think they're really fun to listen to mm-hmm. as well as I think it's fun to kind of look at the questions that you guys have and think about, you know, what questions might be unanswered or what the more kind of like personal questions. Mm-hmm. We've been more general um, overall on the podcast. I will say we had a lot of responses when we put the poll up on Instagram. So we've kind of gone through and had to pick and choose a little bit which ones to respond to based on what we felt was like the most universal or could like apply to everyone. Yes. And also some of the questions about layouts um, are really particular Mm -hmm. and also sort of impossible to use words to describe. Yeah. It's hard to have a, it's hard to comment on that if you're not in this space. Right. And that's the sort of thing if, you know, down the line, if there's other ways um, and other services that we might start offering or just Mm -hmm. other ways to help beyond, you know, there there are plenty of great um, design resources. You can hire somebody, you can hire a designer on the expert is the website. You can hire individual people to help you with some of those bigger um, ticket items that you really need visual, um, a visual way in. Mm -hmm. So, for now, let's just go start going through some yes. of the ones that we um, were felt like were really great questions, and, um, and yeah, and tell us tell you what we thought. So, first question: um, projects for a rental. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of. I mean, I lived in rentals for most of my adult life until five years ago when we bought our first house in Durham. Yeah. Um, so I totally get this, and. I have had some rentals where I've been able to paint mm-hmm. and others I haven't. It just depended on the landlords and the situation. Yeah, I feel like the first step is asking what, what are you allowed are you to allowed? do? I mean, obviously you're allowed to hang art, hang I mean, mirrors. Mo- and most of the time, 
if you are like a normal cleanly person mm-hmm. that like wants that cares to enough improve. about the space yeah. to ask if you can put a you know a fresh coat of paint or wallpaper up the landlord more than likely is not going to say no because you're improving the space yeah. overall I like, mean unless you're living in like my New York City landlords were quite crazy insane. yeah and so well, you just like avoided yeah. yeah so but it just depends I mean peel and stick is fantastic for these sorts of situations mm-hmm. for walls also peel and stick floor tiles which is genius which and is you did that I used in our rental property yeah I feel like that's super smart so because helpful. you can get stuck with some ugly flooring yes, in yes. rentals and we decided instead of doing like full sheets of vinyl we did individual tiles which I had to cut but were so cute mm-hmm. and we have loved there's some on Amazon chasing paper has some great ones um also let's see rugs are also going to help you with you know Mm -hmm. covering flooring sometimes they'll let you switch out light fixtures if that goes beyond what you feel comfortable with you can always hire a task rabbit to do those sorts of things if you don't have a handy partner you're not Mm -hmm. handy you don't want to do you know and be careful with electrical for sure (laughs) yeah definitely don't (laughs) electrocute yourself i (laughs) changing a light fixture it is easier though than i think people think that it might be, especially if you're changing it to a new light fixture. In my experience, Eric and I have always changed our light fixtures from old light fixtures to old light fixtures. (laughs) And so it's like, it's always dangerous. The first time that we ever changed light fixture was in our living room at our new house. And Eric made me stand behind him with a wooden broom handle so that I could push him off the ladder if he was getting electrocuted. We've since then evolved to have changed many, many light fixtures. And you definitely can do it. It's easier than it looks, yes. especially if you're using like a light fixture that has all the right parts. For sure. From the For box. sure. And you can Google. I mean, yeah, right. it's a good yeah, way YouTube to YouTube it. Just make sure that you are able to turn off your electri- <laughs> your your power. Just be safe. Yeah, just be safe. Um, but in general, it's like what um, we were talking about this earlier. It's like what bugs you the most about the property, mm-hmm. and like can you can you basically fix what you hate the most? Um, and then otherwise, you're just decorating it as you would decorate. A home so of course you're not taking down walls of course you're not doing big things but you can still make it feel like you right um, the next one is about cohesive color palette throughout the house um, how do you get that and we really talked about this in episode two three all about your finding your core colors yeah. I mean creating a cohesive color palette in a house is one of those things that if you you start to notice uh, you don't, it's one of those things that you may not notice until it's really done well. And then you're like, huh, like later you're like, oh, that person used a really consistent and interesting palette mm-hmm. everywhere, probably because it's what they like the most. Right. Um, that doesn't mean you can't have one-offs, but I just think you need to get to it. The essential, like the core, you know, colors that you tend to love the most and that will help you carry it through the home. Yeah, it's variations on a theme. Like it's it's pick the colors uh-huh. that you like the most, uh-huh. and then and then you know be be tasteful about it. Like I guess what I'm trying to say is maybe your favorite colors are you know bright red and bright blue. Mm-hmm. Making a consistent color palette doesn't mean that you have to paint all of your walls. Yeah, right, I think bright that, red. I was like just I think people that. a lot of times immediately yeah. associate color palette in a home with, with the wall color. wall color. Yep. And while that's very like a possibility, you can definitely do that. You don't have to do that. You can bring in upholstery. You can bring in art. Um, there's a lot of other things that you can do to kind of 
create a theme of mm -hmm. consistency mm -hmm. in the colors that you're using throughout each different room in your house. And I always love, you always say, if you have a color that you really like, but then you're not sure what other colors to pair with it. We talked about this in that other episode too, but I love referencing the idea mm -hmm. of finding a piece of art mm -hmm. or an antique quilt mm -hmm. or something that has all those colors. And then it's basically already picked out complementary colors for you. Right. And I, I, somebody had asked about like their fireplace has turquoise tile. That's a, that's a great example. Okay. You're not going to change the fireplace anytime soon. Well, find something, something out there you like that has that color in mm -hmm. it. Unless, I mean, I, there's got to be something that either if you're more of a neutral person, you look for, you know, neutrals that are paired. There's got to be one other color though. I, I can't imagine. You, you just need, it's going to soften it. Mm -hmm. It's going to make it not so obvious. Yes, for sure. Bring other colors in around if you have that one thing. Like mm -hmm. I have, I painted my fireplace in my living room, this like lacquered blue color and it's a very dense color. Mm -hmm. um, but the way that I've kind of balanced that out is by using complementary colors in other ways throughout the room. Yep. And that's an example. Look, you painted an accent situation, but it wasn't an oh, accent wall that we talk about not liking. Like for some reason yeah, it works. We're hateful about accent walls. <laughs> that's not to say that they're always yeah, bad. Yeah. But I think if you really want to do, I, I, my, our suggestion is just to always go for it, right? Yeah, like rather than it. doing yeah. one wall of wallpaper just do the whole room yep and this actually parlays great into our next question which was can you use multiple wall colors in a big open concept space mm -hmm. and the answer is no well <laughs> the answer is the answer is shouldn't. maybe you shouldn't and here's why yeah because it's basically one big open space so uh, it's not going to look, it's going to look so disjointed that your eye is not going to know where the hell to land. Here's the thing. I understand the desire to want to break up such a large space, but I think there's better ways to do that and better ways to signify that you have different living spaces mm -hmm. within one space mm -hmm. than wall color. I think there are other ways that you can do that that is not going to make it look like... Um, disjointed. Yes. I think it ends up looking almost more disjointed if right. you paint right. all of your walls well, a different color. And the way you bring in multiple colors is by painting elements of the spaces or colors in different in different ways. Like we were talking about kitchen cabinets, paint those a color. Yeah, so if you're if you have like a room that's like your living room, dining room and kitchen all in one, you could mm -hmm. definitely paint your kitchen cabinets a fun color. Then you can have a sofa, a rug, you know, there's other ways to bring in color in the room than the walls is basically what we're saying. Yes. Cuz it's just not going to feel, yeah, it's all the things you already said. It'll feel disjointed. Yeah. So and and yeah, having smaller seating arrangements that you style together at and all of the colors in this whole space do need to complement each other. So mm -hmm. think about that in terms of warm colors, cool colors, um, just making sure that they look cohesive and then use that as you're selecting the rugs, the pillows, mm -hmm. the art. Um, try to fall within you, that. And a lot of times you will pick out, you, I've seen you do this multiple times, where you'll pick out a rug. A mm -hmm. rug is a great place to start. It is a great place to start. It's a great place to start. Find a rug that you love and then look at it. They've literally already done the work for you yes. of the complementary colors. Yes. You can pick and choose which ones you want to use mm -hmm. for upholstery, mm -hmm. for wall color, for trim color, for cabinet color. Mm -hmm. um, and then you literally have a jumping off point that's ready-made for you. That gives me a great idea for real. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm like, I yeah, need no, to. Yeah, you should. You yeah, should talk about that for room. room. Yeah, done. It's so smart. Done, done, done. <laughs> Um, okay, book storage in a narrow space. Okay, so we talked about this, and I love, um, listen, don't, 
she also said, like, she can't let go of her books. Don't let go of them. Mm-mm. You just got to find a different way to store I'm them. I'm never going to tell you. Mm-hmm. We're never going to tell you that you need mm-hmm. to, like, purge everything purge or, like, be minimalist. <laughs> no. Plus books, like, I mean, I just, they're, they're special. There's right. something special about books, of course. Um, go, we love the idea. Um, in an aerospace, always look up. Mm-hmm. There is always going to be more vertical space than you realize in a room. Mm-hmm. And we both love the idea. We've seen it a few times where there is book storage all around the perimeter, the top of the room. Mm-hmm. So like maybe like a foot, foot and a half below the like crown. Like a floating shelf. A floating shelf that goes around the top of a space mm-hmm. is really cool. Books around the perimeter. And then have like a cute step You have a ladder. Or a ladder mm-hmm. that you would go up and get mm-hmm. your books. I just think that's so cute. And it, and it literally so is cool. an element of decoration and it makes well. you look up I mean it just it's yeah most people forget if you think about it go look on the go look and start to look at rooms most people forget the top half of a room mm-hmm. and so and and there's just there's there's space there there's that's space making to me like decorate. I'm even there's looking at the paint. room I'm, in I know. Now. I'm like that would be cute if I did books I know play. I have some ideas for my some of my ceilings that I'm gonna be playing around with and like just it doesn't ceilings, have to be wasted space that's right um, okay. Speaking of like space and looking up and uh, making good use of space. Okay, tips for a gallery wall. Mm-hmm. So there's like one million co- yeah, content creators doing gallery walls. Do a quick Pinterest search. You'll mm-hmm. have a lot of people tell you a lot of different things about how to do a good gallery wall. A lot of people will give you like very specific tips of like how to position it with like you can make a template. Yep. You can yep. do all these different things. My tips are more, I think, at like how to create one in terms of like how to collect one I would say the biggest mistakes that I think people make when doing a gallery wall are firstly they use too small of like pictures and items like the items are too small Mm -hmm. I think you need to be aggressive you need to use large pieces of art um, incorporate large, like I'm don't use tiny I'm little. I'm picturing a person like aggressively hanging a giant, <laughs> a giant piece of art. I'm gonna be aggressive, right? Well, it's yeah. like, I, I think a lot of times people go and go they big. hang a lot of tiny little pieces, which can work. No, go big. But I like. Yeah. I think fill up the whole wall. Yeah. I'm about to hang a gallery wall in our upstairs landing hallway. I'm gonna mm-hmm. fill it with art and. I'll film it and you can see what yeah, I do, but I don't, you know, I don't follow same thing with Margaret. I'm not going to follow templates. I'm just going to go for it. But, um, you want to ha- you want to have a cohesive, uh, you're going to use a general rule for how far the items are from each other. You want to have a cohesive color palette mm-hmm. and you want to make sure you have enough to really fill it. Um, yeah, don't skimp. No. Um, oh, someone asked, okay. So the next question is somebody asked, how do I incorporate vintage without making it look too old lady. So, like, how do you incorporate vintage without making it look too old lady? Well, I think that all just depends on what, <laughs> what your definition lady? of old lady is. <laughs> Some people would say my home is probably mm-hmm. old lady. Mm-hmm. I think it just depends on, you know, what makes you think old lady and then don't buy it. Um, yeah. But, but I think there is a point to be made about keeping your house from looking like a museum. When I first started getting into vintage hunting and I first started really getting into decorating, I was super precious about everything that I was collecting. Mm -hmm. And I was pretty, uh, I, my house was becoming more museum-like, like more like a showroom than a Mm -hmm. lived in home. And so you really have to make sure that everything you're either, it's either functional or you're okay with it being, 
like maybe messed up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I also think, um, I mean, I throw in modern when it's feeling mm -hmm. too dated. Yes. I throw in new. That's sort of what I do. It's like the way that I like things to look. So if that, if you're asking I, this I, question, I'm thinking like, that's what you need to do. Right. Yeah. Add a few modern elements. Mm -hmm. I also think that there's like a period of time that I associate with old lady, like, mm -hmm. like 50s to 90s. Mm -hmm. Like if you go further back, I think it tends to, it tends to look antique. Right. But then you get to a point where it's kind of this like vintage, yeah, right. maybe old lady looking, and maybe if that's what you're talking well, about, then yeah. and old lady, also having pieces that are functional. Um, old lady is not very functional. It's not very like... It's a um, little like chintzy, yeah, yeah. a little... And also play with scale. Scale is not old lady-ish. Mm, like mm -hmm. one thing I would say... That's a really good point. I would say that in Mar... I'm even sitting in Margaret's house right now, and like a lot of her furniture is bigger scale, or her lamps are mm -hmm. bigger scale, which is which is a decidedly modern, mm -hmm. or not modern in terms of style, but, but modern in terms of uh, right. like progressive, uh, uh, like forward-thinking mm -hmm. way to do things. So play with scale, uh, and that'll help. Mm -hmm. um, dark painted, let's go back to paint. Dark painted built-ins along a wall in an otherwise large white living room. So I guess, like, what do we think about that? Yeah, I think that... Um, we were thinking. saying that that's feeling heavy to us yeah. and blocky. Probably not. Unless that color is very much tied to the rest of the space. So these are like literally just our opinions and we don't know what your space looks like. Yeah. So it could totally look this amazing. Is a, this is just us making yes. up something in our mind of like what we think what it might we look think. like. What we think. I've seen this, of course, before. I think if the color is prominently in the rug, prominently in some of the seating, it's it can, be, it can feel more tied together. But otherwise, visually. If you have a lot of light furniture and light you know if the walls are like a bright white mm -hmm. and then you just kind of have the one really dark accent I think that can look a little just a little out of place um so if you if you really want to do that then make sure to tie it in with other elements in the room yes yes mm -hmm. um Daughter wants a red or a rainbow room. And what are some ideas to not make that look horrid? Which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> that is funny. And this Well, you're is, experiencing that right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. This is, um, you can incorporate, like, A, you can, you, there, there's, I've talked about this all the time, but there's beautiful tones of every color mm -hmm. that probably everyone can find a way to like. Mm -hmm. um, but you don't have to paint your daughter's walls red. Um, if yeah, the whole room doesn't like, have to be like. No, no, no. no. Fire and red, red is red is a really strong color. I'm actually so. obsessed with red. If you had asked me a couple years ago, I would have like said I never use red. But red well, is one of my favorite colors to use. I in think decorating that's because you're seeing. Well, I think it's not. Well, I think one thing is that we're seeing people you doing it in creative ways mm -hmm. that are not. They're either painting trim that matches wallpaper that has touches of red in it or they're they're using bedding um there's really cute prints out now mm -hmm. that include red there's really cute lamps red striped lampshades a red um yeah. like a striped or a red twall and listen curtain. honestly that's gonna make your daughter ha happier because and i say daughter because this is a friend of mine actually that wrote this um mine you know right now we're dealing with purple she wanted bright purple and bright teal <laughs> And you know, she. I'm talking to her about this, and it's like easier to make them happier than you realize. You can trick their little brains. Right. It's almost like a game of like illusion. It is. You're like, it this is. is red. Yes. It might not be, and it may not be on your walls. But but if you, you just have get them excited, if you get them yeah. excited about something, they're going to be excited. It's just 
The fact that they even I mean, had... the idea of, like, a rainbow room, too, I definitely don't think you need to, like, <laughs> paint rainbows everywhere. But you could incorporate... Bright colors. Lots of different or bright like colors. Or, like, colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through... For sure. Adorable, I like, mean, vintage Hannah items. I mean, Hannah Carpenter is, is like, a her super Instagram. super colorful dollhouse. Yeah, if you start to go on Instagram and start to look at some of these designers um, that have rooms that are colorful, kids' rooms, you'll start to see elements of how that's done mm -hmm. in ways that are sophisticated. And I feel like we don't often see good examples of kids' rooms. Like, I feel like we're in this era of sad beige children's yeah, rooms yeah, where yeah. I think that's true. if that's your style that's totally fine but a lot of people are painting their mm -hmm. nurseries and children's white. rooms white or beige with like white and beige accents that's like the that's like the bachelor the famous bachelor <laughs> girl like famous um reality tv show person who's like become all of a sudden famous and she has all these followers and she doesn't actually have a sense of personal style right. and all she does is an is an all-white nursery right and you kind of i think that's Fine, farmhouse but I would rather have like I think there's something so special about having your kid have a really whimsical colorful mm -hmm. fantastical room mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. I mean what kid who and also uh, us now like who didn't want that growing up like I would have yeah. loved to have yeah. patterns and little like just so much color um and there's tasteful ways to do that it's harder to find but you can find yeah. it yeah you yep. can find you it. You can find it. There. Um, okay, what else? Okay, there's a question about um, about wood, about gray wood, what goes with a gray wood dresser. And um, my thoughts on if you're trying to match woods in a room, don't really. Um, mm. You should go with a different material as your nightstand. Um, but well, and, I will and also, also say gray wood is just never, it's not natural. So here's the you're thing. You're not going to find anything to quote unquote match it because it's not. No. Natural. Unless it's gray painted. If, unless it's a gray painted, you know, piece that you're painting yourself or it's just gray wood is just never, it's like the gray wood vinyl tiles um, on flooring. They're just, it's just not a natural I color. I think it's just going to end up looking more manufactured mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it may go out of style more mm -hmm. quickly than if you were to buy mm -hmm. a piece of furniture that is an original wood like a raw wood tone or yeah. stained wood yeah so if you can't if you have to keep that dresser she sent a picture of it um then I would do like an iron nightstand. I would do like a black night. I would do a different. Yeah. I would instead just of bringing in like a honey colored wood. Yeah. Yeah. Do a, an industrial or an iron or something. Yeah. Okay. Here's a interesting question. How do you infuse pattern or personality on textured walls? You can't tape or wallpaper. Mm. Um, the textured wall debate, man. If you can't, so I'm guessing you can't take it off, or you've tried, or I don't know what's up with that. Like it sucks. Textured walls suck. Mm -hmm. um, but the popcorn. The popcorn. Situation, yeah. yeah. You know, we were talking about this. I mean, also, I'm wondering if your ceiling is also textured. Can you put? Can you wallpaper it? Um, paint is, of course, what, the way you need to go. And then you need to think of other ways to bring in pattern and personality. Or you can maybe paint the trim a contrasting mm -hmm. color to the walls. Um, a big pattern rug. Be, yeah, I think. I mean, do a gallery wall. Yep. Do yep. a really large piece of art. Yeah. Just put your energy elsewhere. It's basically, in general, if you can't fix something, and you have you have to work around it, and you have to think of it as a creative challenge. Then try to draw attention away, away from, from it, it as yeah. much as possible. If there's something that's like this immovable force that like you can't avoid it, mm -hmm. 
then just try and distract mm -hmm. from it, I mm -hmm. think, would be yep. the best option. Yep. Um, color in a hallway that's dimly lit, but you're scared of bold color. So you don't have to do, I don't know if the boldness, I, don't, I wonder what that means about bold color. Um, it doesn't have to be deep saturation. I'm wondering if that's mm. what someone's thinking, like dark blue, dark green. Yeah, I think we associate bold color a lot of times with like a very saturated, dense yeah. color. And you, it can be bold. You can do like a light blue or a... Right. I mean, I'm wondering about sage blue. You just don't want to go to... you could to, do a wallpaper that has... That's true. You know. Or like, like a really subtle wallpaper mm -hmm. with a subtle pattern or stripes. Also, like, me, me, I'm thinking that this person, like, white or cream is going to... If it's dimly lit, it's not going to look good. So... You want lean some sage, into that coziness. Blue, like I think French about that blue. a lot yeah. with like smaller rooms or with like a darker room. Yeah. Um, a lot of times we try so hard to lighten up that space and like make it as bright and as airy as possible. When in reality, sometimes when you really lean into that yeah. coziness, that darker, warmer feeling, you get a better result. Yeah, and then somebody also asked about a paint color for a north-facing um, room. I, I would say for my experience with north-facing rooms, which get less light, um, again, just what you're saying. If you go really go for it and really give it a lot of depth mm -hmm. in your paint choice, like my dining room, is north and west facing for sure and it your dining room is a good example moody as hell and it feels so cozy yeah um, it feels like you're wrapped up in this like warm... so it's not and that's an example of a mid to me a mid-tone color it's not really dark so the room doesn't feel like like suffocating so, yeah, yeah or like yeah claustrophobic or like so like depressingly dark at night mm -hmm. um but it has enough saturation on the walls it that gives like it a real like moody yeah, yeah. cozy cozy feel so that's yeah. what you want to think about in those in rooms that don't get a ton of natural light. Mm -hmm. um, we had a lot of questions about um, like thrifting. How do you thrift art? Where do you find art? Um, thrifting vintage vintage fabrics. Mm -hmm. Kind of more specific sourcing and thrifting um, questions. And we're not going to really go into those this time because they're more like of a broad question particularly the art that was something that we said we maybe wanted oh, yeah. to even do like Should a we separate talk about art? Yeah. episode on yeah i mean we could talk about it now or we could come back um, no i think we should do i think we should talk about it later because i'd like to provide some sources but i also mm -hmm. want to think about if this is something i don't know i kind of want to see what our response is mm -hmm. um we do love doing this. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to make sure that there are enough people listening. And For sure. um, maybe there's a way. We'll maybe do some polls on Instagram yeah. to see what's going You know, But I would love to, to give more information. Um, and we think, too, we've talked a lot about doing episodes where we have guests. Mm -hmm. um, Jordan has some amazing friends and connections from when she was working in editing and mm -hmm. um all of that and so we could have I feel some really cool episodes where we get some great guests on that are sharing their mm -hmm. kind of wealth of knowledge mm -hmm. about similar mm -hmm. things so that's something that we've thought about doing in the future but yeah we would love to know just if you guys have enjoyed this yep. and yep. we would love for you to leave a review yes um, yes and just kind of keep engaging with us and with the podcast 
and yeah. I would also love to know if people would like to do a local home decor swap. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would be That's so something that we talked fun. about too. At Theodore's, at Margot's yeah. business. I think having some kind of like spring swap would be super fun. That would be really fun. Um, so let us know. I have so much stuff I need to get rid of. There we go. <laughs> See? So yeah, I yeah. think that is all we're going to do today. We had a lot, but I feel like those were the ones that were most kind of focused in. So we wanted to answer those. Mm -hmm. However, if you guys want us to continue making episodes and, um, you know, talking more about all of these design things and home decor things, we've really, really enjoyed it. And we're so thankful for those of you that have listened. Um, yeah, we will definitely kind of keep... We'll keep you posted. Yeah, we'll keep you posted. And then if we decide to do another series, I like the idea of doing, like, series. Like, we could do, like, another... Because yeah. se yeah. it's nice to not have it just be, like open-ended with no right, like right I think it should be a point. series it's uh -huh. nice to have different series anyways um all that being said thank you guys so much for being here we appreciate your time appreciate it so mm -hmm. much and we will see you guys soon oh and if you want to see more content in the meantime um do make sure to follow us both on instagram um at it's margot roth and then at jordan fairchild um, that's your Instagram, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, wait, I was like, is there like a number Yeah, Jordan with a U. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then you can kind of stay up to date with us there, but yep, that's all for now. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.